I'm Will Hamilton and welcome to the HWP Investor Insight number 109 for May 2022. The devastating war in the Ukraine uh, which has led to equity markets except for those in Europe have had a very strong run and even those that were bearish at the beginning, beginning of the calendar year were seeing equities in some cases test new highs. This has all come to a bit of a halt in the last couple of weeks of the, the, the quarter. Um, but at the same time, and one of this is one of the reasons why it did come to a halt, is bond markets have been selling off. Market interest rates going up, therefore, in anticipation of central banks increasing official cash rates. So to put this into perspective, the 10-year US Treasury bond ended 2021 at 1.4%, and the 10-year Australian Treasury bond ended 2021 at 1.6%. They're substantially higher now. This has been the biggest sell-off in bonds in the last century and bond indices are, are you know, they are down and, and that they've fallen a long way. This is the reason we do not have duration in portfolios. In managing risk in our client portfolios, we make a, made a decision quite some time ago not to have any domestic or global, global bond duration within these portfolios due to the strong likelihood of sustaining losses. Bond markets have been selling off. Equity markets shrugged off these concern and it was as though they were simply waiting for the inevitable being further central bank rate increases. We haven't mentioned it for a while, but the TINA effect, or there is no alternative, it positively affected equities as global stock market indices benefited markedly from fixed in income outflows. The sell-off in equities earlier this calendar year also provided more genu- generous valuations than, than those previously, you know, the high valuations, particularly at the end of last year, and they look considerably less pronounced. This was the case, though, until two weeks ago, and what I, how I started this podcast, when the sell-off in bonds finally caught up with equity markets and equities returned to their sell-off as well. So I think the thing is, where are we? And the clear messaging from the Federal Reserve, as people call it, the Fed, is that it's going to take the necessary steps to get inflation under control. Seven more rate hikes for the US are currently being priced in for 2022. There can be no doubt the Fed's priority is to fight inflation at any cost. The continued sell-off in bonds reflects further upward revisions to market participants' expectations for future policy rates. So with inflation still high, Central bankers turning even more hawkish, so that's the propensity to increase rates. Capital economics, capital economics in London has revised up their forecast for near-term rate hikes for most major developed central banks. They now have 10-year Treasury yields in the US to reach 3.25% by the end of the year, up from the current level of approximately 2.9% against the previous forecast of 2.5%. So capital economics think long-term yields are generally going to peak over the next 12 months or so, with the 10-year US Treasury yield reaching 3.75%. So the experience of previous tightening cycles is that the peak in long-term yields has typically occurred a few months before the last rate hike. So based on their revised interest rate profiles, they think the peaks in long-term yields will be in the mid to late 2023 in the US and the UK and the Eurozone. But in Canada and New Zealand, for example, the peaks could come a lot earlier. Why? Because late, even later this year, because uh, given how much further along these central banks are in their respective hiking cycles, and that uh, has to be taken into account. This view is also port- supported by our asset allocation consultants, which are heuristic investment systems. They believe fi- 
fixed income markets have factored in aggressive tightening with policy settings at neutral by the year end and rising to 75 basis points or 0.75% above neutral by 2023. So after they reach their their peaks, capital economics think long-term yields will begin to fall in, in many places. So just as the hikes look set to be accelerated, they think the transition to easing cycles in many economies will be accelerated also either because central banks have brought rates above neutral to stamp out inflation and will have to bring them back down, such as in the US, or because troubles in housing markets will start start to weigh through in some countries. So that, that will be evident in, in economies such as Canada, Australia and New Zealand. So as a result, they expect yields to be lower by the end of 2024. So the good news is that GDP growth for now still looks solid, particularly given the health of the US jobs markets, so rising wages and the participation rates. However, it is hard to ignore the fact that higher inflation will lead into dis- consumer disposable incomes and it could trigger a slowdown in economic activity down the track. Heuristics believe the US economy is late cycle. This cycle's been really fast, as we've talked about. Just remember, it was at the start of the cycle two years ago. And at this phase of the cycle, solid returns though, being the mature stage, can be experienced, but with volatility as investors grapple with the timing of the expected downturn with policy above neutral. Our asset allocation at HWP is neutral, and we can only reiterate the importance of diversification, especially with the increased volatility that we expect to continue. We are experiencing rising interest rates, We are experiencing inflationary pressures that we have not seen for decades. Therefore, expect returns to be different from the past decade, but diversification will provide a superior source of risk-adjusted returns. If you've got any queries, please do not hesitate to contact us on information at hamiltonwealth.com.au or via telephone on Melbourne 9275 8888. I'm Will Hamilton and thank you.